Hello and welcome back to another episode of the In Around podcast. Um, Will is not here, as you've already heard. Uh, I'm Mike, and joining me this week is the Kimber Clown, Dave Harris. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> oh no! First two words he said, he's got it wrong. Oh god! He's so flustered by the new nickname. That is a howler. I was. I was. Oh no! <laughs> We got to leave that <laughs> oh, that's dead end, yeah. Uh, hi, staying in. hi, Dave. Um, Sorry, I'm used to Will. Will's here in spirit, I'm sure. That is phenomenal. Will is away having a family meal, so enjoy yourself, Will. Um, and while he's doing that, above Dave on the computer screen, at least, is uh, Mr. Pod Ross himself. Good evening. Who I'm sure has had a good weekend. Dave is still reeling below Ross on the screen. Uh <clears throat> That's up there for hours. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I need to uh, settle myself down now <laughs> and try and host this thing. Um, okay. Yeah, it looked like a pretty bad slate of Premier League fixtures this weekend. It turned into one of the more interesting weekends. We have five games we want to touch on. We'll start with the Monday night game. Um, did any of you two see this coming? No, but I feel like I should have given what did happen earlier in the weekend, to be honest. And I, I yeah, like, I would have said that Liverpool would have smashed him, but Liverpool hadn't looked good either the first two games. So, And then you see it's Henderson-Milder as the two. Yeah. I was worried from the start. Yeah, and let's kick Milner it off Milner was that, the one making the forward runs. Like, he's man's like 37. I saw a heat map that, in the first half, Milner spent was further up the pitch than Firmino. In the yeah, it first looked like half. it. He was the only one really breaking beyond. Which I I'm a huge fan of James Milner, and I always have been. But he can't be the one in that team making the forward runs. Like Salah was pretty poor, I thought. But Malassia had a really good game, kept him under wraps. Yeah, and uh, Dallow as well. I thought he was really good. I mean, the whole United team, really, in stark contrast to last week and the week before. Um, really good. But yeah, just yeah. Yeah, for me, was the Milner thing. That was so, very strange. Was Fabinho injured? Was there a reason he didn't Yeah, play? he wasn't fit enough to start. He came on. Cater's injured, isn't he? And Thiago's injured. So I, I know they had to play them too. Well, Elliot did play, to be fair. It was probably Liverpool's yeah. best player on the day, maybe. But... Um, they were notably better when Fabinho came on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Way better. Just miles better. Although I was, um, I haven't watched Liverpool yet until that game last night. And uh, apparently Fabinho has been awful in the first two games. Yeah, he's, he's actually been really quite awful. He was really bad against Fulham. Um, so, yeah, maybe that will make sense. But when I saw the lineups, I have to say I was quite pleased. Ten Hag's big, big decisions obviously worked. I, well, actually, I'll put it to you guys. Were they big decisions? I'm not sure the they even were. No. <laughs> You can see with the way they played in this game, like, Ronaldo clearly can't play for them. This, If this is how he wants to play, and we thought this is how he wanted to play, you can't do this with Ronaldo. You just can't. So, And also, Maguire, he, he's too slow. He's too slow to, to play the way they want to play. I feel. Um, and clearly there's some mistrust between De Gea and Maguire yeah. going on. So, 
I mean, I guess they were big, but I think they just had to be made. I don't think they had much choice. Well, Dan, when they, you agree? Yeah, I mean, when they lost the first... They did lose the first two games, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're losing two games, and they were games that really you'd expected at least four points from, if not six, um, you've got to make some, some big calls. And I don't think in the context, dropping Ronaldo that didn't fit their way of playing this season, guy who's been want, supposedly wanting out all summer, and then Maguire, who he gets a lot of slack and he is a scapegoat, really, but he does make errors and he doesn't fit the way that United wants to play with a higher line. So I don't, I don't think dropping an underperforming captain and a one-to-way striker is necessarily as big a deal as people are making it out to be. Any other, any other team in the league, certainly lower down the table, could probably do that, and it, it definitely wouldn't get talked about as much. Yeah, so those decisions obviously worked out for him. United looked good with that f- sort of front four working together, particularly when Martial yeah. came on. They were, they were decent. Uh, yeah, as far as Liverpool, not great. Well, a pretty awful start to the season for them. Two points from their first three games. Um, yeah, Dave, I know you wanted to go off on. Yeah, I mean, rant here, so I'll leave it to you. it's it's not like a will run where it's about necessarily players just being rubbish like Malangsar and stuff. It's more about the Liverpool board must have seen this sort of situation coming for a good while now. Um, I think even a couple of years back. Couple of years back, I'm sure even during the 2020 season, I'm almost positive that on this podcast we mentioned it that Mane, Salah, Firmino were all out of contract the same season. Henderson getting old, Milner old. Half of these key players are 30 or older, which is mental for a team of this. Like we see it time and time again. Like Man City stays so good because. They keep buying players that are either a bit younger or players in their peak. Admittedly, they have the money to do so. Um, so so the Liverpool. Yeah, this is my thing with Liverpool. So last year, I, I was having a look into this. I couldn't find actual stats confirmed, but last year when they um, when they played was it? Sorry, was it Villarreal or Valencia last year in the Champions League? It was Villarreal. Villarreal, after that game, for the first time in their history, Liverpool surpassed revenue of 580 million for that season alone, which is a record. So, yes, they've spent money on Nunes. They made money off Mane. I don't understand. Like, the last few years, even with COVID, they must have made an absolute fortune out of prize money. I think their TV rights in the last few seasons have been... I say a thing, I did actually research this. It's been between <laughs> 285 million and 320 million in TV rights alone for the last three seasons. Obviously, with COVID, there was a dip in the gate, like match day revenue, revenue from the ground. We've been making 80 to 90 million in a typical season just off that. Then the commercial side, like merchandising, any sort of I don't know, maybe the hospitality stuff in terms of people doing stuff like business things, not obviously people buying hospitality for games. 
but I'm guessing that will come into commercial. That's been 150 to 200 million for the last three seasons also, apart from COVID. So that's a lot of money to be making. What I add with Liverpool as well is fair play to them. They're pretty well known for having an actual pretty decent wage structure. Even for Salah, they nearly didn't time down to a deal who's been one of their best players in recent times, you know, as a club and one of one of the best players in the world for the last couple of seasons. They nearly didn't break their own wage structure to tie him down. That's how well managed they are on that front. Whereas Man United, I know Mike, you, but you do throw massive money at players sort of quite easily same with Chelsea um, and also to an extent obviously City I mean City usually get it right but there's there's definitely players at City who are probably way more money than they should be but Liverpool to be fair to them I think Andy Robertson if it's still accurate he's only on 40k a week which is pretty mental for a left back of his ability Alexander Arnold was only on like 50k until we signed a new deal last year um, pretty mental, to be honest. Given West Ham are probably playing paying their fullbacks more than that, and that's that's a credit to Liverpool having this wage structure. But what I'm getting at, clearly they're not blowing loads of money on wages on the whole. They have spent some ex- bought some expensive players, obviously like Van Dijk, Allison, Nunes, but they've kept winning competitions, at least the Premier League, Champions League. They keep going far in competitions as well obviously the further you go in the Champions League the more TV money you get added the more revenue from the actual games maybe you know it reaches people that aren't into football or people that go on to buy more merchandise it all sort of rolls around to you making more money the further you go in competitions they clearly have a lot of money but I feel like they haven't really been investing it into the squad and this has been a problem for a couple of years and now it's really come home to roost because what this reminds me of, and you might laugh at me here, but it's the only real example I can think of. You know when Holland were great up until like 2012, 2011, and all those players got all together, and the next generation was just young players who were like 22 or under? This Liverpool team is exactly the same, pretty much. Like They've got Harvey Elliott and Fabio Cavallio, who will be great, but they aren't there yet. They've also got other promising youngsters coming through, like Van der Berg. I think the centre-back is supposed to be decent. There's other. There's always people in Liverpool's academy that are mentioned as being good. But then the players in between, like Curtis Jones, don't really think he's good enough, if I'm honest. Then you've got, obviously, Trent's a bit older now. He's obviously great. But Van Dijk even is 31. Gomez is 25 and hasn't really played for what feels like two seasons. I mean, Matip's 31. The centre mids, I mean, Milner's, what, 37 and he's playing against Man United. You've got Henderson, who's 32, and he's he's not really been himself for at least last season, if not previous. Salah's, Salah's good, and he's still good, but even last year, you could say his performances were falling off. Firmino's not been good for two years. I mean, how could they not see this coming? That, like, even the players they had of rotation, like Origi's gone, Minamino's gone. I'm not saying those guys are ever good enough to start compared to, 
Jota and, and some of the other players, but they're certainly useful to have in the squad. And now they have nothing. I mean, yesterday on the bench, I know they have got some injuries. They have got a lot of players out, to be fair. Do, this yeah. injury thing, do you think it's to do with the way they train with Klopp? Or it, it always seems to be a I, lot of injuries at Liverpool. I think he makes them train hard. And the only thing I can think of is maybe he doesn't give them enough recovery time in between games because they do play a lot of games, obviously, like two a week usually. The only thing I can think of is he isn't giving them enough time off. Uh, it's got to be something with... Well, yeah, it could just be bad luck, though, because like the Van Dyke injury and things like that, they were just free. I guess, but to... most of their players have muscle injuries, which, over the amount of time Klopp's been in charge, that does come down to some, something going wrong with coaching, surely. We'll be interested to see some stats on that. I'd, this was, I'd I think, with it. Arsenal, wasn't it? Like... I don't know, 10 years ago or so, this used to happen a lot with Arsenal players and people were saying, yeah, what, I mean, what's going on? But Matt, Matip and Kelleher both have groin injuries. Jota's got a hamstring injury. Curtis Jones has a calf muscle injury. Thiago and Oxlade-Chamberlain both have long-term hamstring injuries. And Kanate's just got a normal knock. But the other I mean, players... These, these that players are... have played a lot, a lot of football condensed to the last, I don't know... Yeah. Exactly, which is why my sort of rant that I met has been long-winded. But what I'm getting at is they should have invested in this and it's been on the wall for ages. They were going to have a season where some of these players aren't able to do what they wanted to, going to have to make tricky decisions. One being given Salah a massive pay increase, the other being Mane, we're just going to have to let him go, even though he's been integral to them for the last six or seven years. How could they not see us coming? And centre mid is clearly the position that sticks out for this. I mean, Thiago's a great technical player, but he's 31. Doesn't seem to stay fit. Naby Keita's played 74 Premier League games in four and a half seasons. And he costs like 60 million. That is I'm not I mean, even that many. He's, he showed signs, though, when he's played more recently that he's a player that they can use in there, definitely. I, I, I mean, the I, argument I, is if it's Fabinho and Keita and your rotations are then alike... Tiago, uh, Milner, Henderson, whatever—that's not so bad. I, I agree, but what what I they feel were tied like in with the ones they had because they're the only fit midfielders they've they've got. To be fair, I agree, but it also... sounds it sounds like they're waiting for Bellingham. That's what I've, you've, that's what I've heard. If you've seen a player like that over four and a half years not stay fit, surely part of you thinks we need to at least get someone else in to cover because thirty-seven-year-old James Milner should have a role like Mark Noble at West Ham last season. Where well, he, yeah. I, look, I, he just shouldn't be playing and absolutely not in massive games. I, I'm not sure. Great I think, professional, but he just is... How can you expect him to do that? Well, I mean, Standing. the pace and the, the way that Man United played, I think any anyone older is going to struggle there. But I think Milner can certainly give you stuff against some of the other teams still, even now. But I do get what you're saying. Yeah, the I mean, thing for me is if you look at City, like they, I know, yeah, they've got more money, probably, well, definitely. But they buy preemptively, like Fernandinho's just about to go over the hill, Rodri's in already, and then he just slots in. You don't ever notice the difference, really. That's and they're, they're replacing these players yeah. before they've gone over the hill, really. And, and you're looking I, at Liverpool's squad, as you said, the whole squad is old now, pretty much. And they must literally must have seen this coming. And also from a from a side of club, 
He's won them their first league in 30 years. He's taken them to a Champions League final and won the Champions League. And they're not, are they, why aren't they giving them as much money as they possibly can? Like, how, what manager could possibly do more to earn that sort of backing? I mean, literally the first guy in a generation to win a league with Liverpool. And then he's won a Champions League. I mean, is there much more he can do to to prove his worth as a manager? I I don't think so. So I mean, they're not, and they're the top two in the world, isn't he? They're going to have to yes. restructure the squad at some point, and I I don't really see how it happens without well, yeah. going horrible horribly. Where they have a couple of years, they might they might turn out fine this season, but a season or two down the line, without serious reinvestment, they'll be back to where they were. Where even making top four is a big achievement because. You look at this squad. I mean, so Joe. Would you just buy someone in the week? That, would you just buy some midfielder, or would you wait? I would buy well, some the whole thing is not. They don't rush into these buys, do they? They're not going to buy That's anyone. Right. They, don't, they don't think he's right. They I, think Bellingham's the man. It's hilarious that people just narrow it down to one player in the entirety of football. There's got to be someone else that can do something similar to what Bellingham does. But anyway. So would you go and buy someone else or do you wait till next year and buy I wouldn't, Bellingham? I would not rush if it's a guy you're not going to want. There's just no point in doing that. But so that's the I mean, I mean did he want Nunes is the other thing. Like when he before he started last week, that's been a press conference. Uh, like Nunes is time wants to think about that. And he's like, well, he's the only striker we've got. It's not. It's as if like we've got to play him because we've got him. He's, and he's a striker. Like, would he have rather the money spent elsewhere? I don't know. It just I'm, seems odd. As you say, how has he not done enough to earn a bit more backing, maybe? But that is a, that is a fair point. But that is how Liverpool are run. I think Klopp knew that. True. As well. And he hasn't been complaining about it, to be fair. I've just speculated. Not yet. He loves an excuse. I so think, I'm sure I think he did say something recently that they, you know, they haven't had the resources they wanted, something along those lines. I don't know if it was pre the match or after the match, but it was definitely within the last couple of days or at the weekend he said that. that Because people asked him about injuries and he said, yeah, it's unfortunate. He was like, there is a way around it, but I can only... It's like, I can only use what the owners give me, something like that. So he he is, for the first time, sort of publicly hinting at the fact that they aren't giving him maybe what he needs. But I agree waiting for these transfer targets, but they're just sliding towards the inevitable, which is they are going to have to en masse replace quite a few of these positions. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the problem. Like They need to, need to be more gradually doing this. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd have said that centre forward is where I'd have gone first if I had a load of money to spend. And so, the other thing is, as Willow so, says, like if you've got a guy in mind, if it is Bellingham, whatever, just buy him. Go yeah, pay and buy. Well, someone else could. Someone else could buy him next year, and then what do you do then? Yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit strange, isn't it? I mean, I think Liverpool will be fine this season. Just to clarify, but I think I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. I'm just saying it's definitely something where maybe the talk of people saying that, like you know, they are going to fall off a bit as a group. Maybe this is the start of them actually not quite being able to be as good as they have been in previous years. I mean, Van Dyke was awful, I thought. Yeah. One of the worst games I've ever seen him play. 
And I like the, the him and Milner sort of back and forth. I love that from Milner. Milner was just screaming yeah. at him. How he doesn't decide to close down a, a striker there with the ball in the box, you'd be annoyed at if someone did that. And he, he was he and just he, stood he just, off. Like, he's got a clear shot on goal. Oh, it was weird. I, I don't know. And even Milner was Fernandes, the all game. All yeah. game. Yeah, all game. Even Fernandez was just pointing. Here's the open goal. Yeah. <laughs> just pop it in there. It was, it was a great bit of work from Sancho, to be fair. But Very nice. So, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that was Rashford's best game in ages. It was good to see him. Uh, that's what's hopefully his best. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Hopefully, we've turned a bit of a corner at Man U. Liverpool are going to turn a corner. It's only a matter of time before that happens. But yeah. It is... It is nice to not have to do that section about Man United for once. So that's yeah. That I was, was going to say quite... United have played superbly. We spent the whole time whinging about Liverpool. No, I'm okay with it because we're not whinging <laughs> about Man U, so that's fine. Um, let's move on then and leave that one there because Chelsea lost three nil at Leeds. So <laughs> I don't really know what happened there. The scores are coming through while uh, me and Dave were at a festival. They were gradually coming through and. Uh, I have to say that I thought John's phone was wrong. So I don't know if you watched the game, Ross. Any, I did, any yeah. Thoughts? Oh, excellent. We obviously haven't got our Chelsea correspondent with us today. So Ross will fill in. I think he's one. probably for the best that we didn't see this one. <laughs> um, and I was a bit worried about Leeds before the start of this season. I think, well, Mike said he was worried about the manager. I was as well, to be fair. And buying all the Red Bull Academy players, things like that. But they've all so far fitted in really well. And Leeds were were brilliant in this game, the way they pressed Chelsea. Uh Chelsea were were just awful. It's it's they were so good against Tottenham. It was a really odd performance from them. Uh Kante and Kovacic were out, so they just got overrun in the middle. Adams and Rocker both looked to have fit in really nicely. Um Aronson had a blinding game as well of one of the American lads. Uh, Rodrigo sits in form. Yeah, finally. <laughs> um, they were just really good. Um, I Just all Chelsea's weaknesses seem to show in this one. Uh, Havertz, for me, just... I know Will thinks he's got potential to be able to play out there, but I just don't, don't think he... He's nowhere near clinical enough. Or I uh, just... any. Well, it was a poor showing across the board from Chelsea. Mendy as well, especially. That error for the first goal, good Lord. What is he doing there? That's a real howler. And if you do that at Ellen Road, you, you do not want to give that crowd a reason to get behind their team. You no. really don't. It, just to do that, something like that, it was so silly. I just, I don't, I never get that. Like, Mendy's another one who's not, not great with his feet I think it's fair to say um, I like, and they know they were pressing them all game Aronson was I don't know how far he ran but it must have been crazy like just put it out for a corner or whatever if you're worried just give him the corner why are you faffing around right in front of your own goal I just never understand it um, but Leeds were really really good really good that's a good point keepers never ever just kick it out for a corner do just they? Give, give him the corner yeah like or, I mean, you could probably still put it out for a throw in even. It's it's bizarre. Um, but, but yeah, Jack, Jack Harrison um, sounds like good. he had a really good game. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. 
like you say, a lot of these guys that I wrote off and just said they were, I didn't know who they were, yeah. are starting to make a name for themselves at Leeds. Marsh appears to have a plan. Yeah, they've got a, a real way of playing and they play with such a tempo. And it was really exciting to watch, to be fair. Um, but they've got a bit more solidity with those two in the middle. It was just Phillips on his own, pretty much. Uh, mostly under Bielsa. But, uh, yeah, yeah and when, he was, and when Phillips was injured, you could forget about Leeds pretty much. They were... They just couldn't stop anyone. They were terrible. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go at this from the Chelsea angle for a bit. Like you said, Ross, they were very good last weekend against Spurs and ended up drawing the game. You've got the, the Mendy mistake, the Koulibaly sending off, which helps to fit my agenda, but that's about the only <laughs> thing I got right in this game. Um, yeah, they're obviously trying to get more transfers in as they do. What would you... Uh, I mean, ZH came on in this game and it looks pretty clear he's going. Maybe back to Ajax. Like, yeah, he's off to Ajax, yeah. Um, I mean, clearly they're short if people who are going to be out the out the door in a week or so are playing. At the end of the game, he just he just sort of chucked everyone at it. He put all the forwards on. It was pretty much Loftus-Cheek on his own in the middle and it, it was even worse than once he'd made the changes. So I can see why they're trying to get more players in. But again, injuries to the probably the two starting in midfield. Gallagher really struggled on his first start for them. Um, Interesting, because he hasn't, as far as I've seen, hasn't had a great... Obviously, he's been off the bench the other games, but he hasn't doesn't seem to have fitted back in at Chelsea that well as of it, yet. It's a bit difficult, though, isn't it? Because he's been at West Brom and Palace. I mean, he was not the main man at Palace, I guess, because of Zaha, but he was one of the key men in there if it's going through him. Um, yeah, and the no time on the ball against Leeds. They're just chasing you down, pressing you. Um, and Jorginho's not the most mobile. Uh, he really struggled as well. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just looking at the lineup. Sorry, and played Gallagher, Loftus Cheek, and Jorginho. I mean, and Mount. Can I'm, yeah, I can imagine why they were overrun in midfield. I mean, I don't know who of that midfield really sits and offers anything particularly defensively. Um, with Gallagher as well, if he is to have a career at Chelsea, it's going to take a transition because at Palace and West Brom, like Ross alluded to with him having time on the ball and whatever, things going for him, he's been a bit of a luxury player. Like, he's, yeah. he's been the better player, one of the most technically like better players in both of those teams. So what they what both teams tried to do, obviously Palace much better than West Brom, was have people sit behind him and he would be like sort of the the man threading like joining the midfield to the attack and even joining the attack himself. When you've got the quality of this Chelsea team, he's gonna have a much more rigid role, a much more defined role. And that isn't necessarily going to be what he's been doing the last two seasons. He's got to fit into a system that works for Chelsea, not a system that fits for Conor Gallagher. And the two seasons he's had in the Prem, both teams have seen him as such an improvement in what they have. They have, in some ways, made a system for Conor Gallagher. And that isn't what's going to happen at Chelsea. I mean, yeah, he yeah. was West Brom's best player, wasn't he, when he was there? And essentially Palace's last season. For... Yeah, just other than Zaha, yeah. I mean, it's the two of them pretty much last year, so. Yeah, and then Loftus-Cheek. I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, 
he's got some ability, but I'd, I'd just love to see him get out of Chelsea and go to a team that I should play him every week because he's missed too much time for injury. He's like 26, 27 now. I don't think he's ever going to be more than a bit a bit player at Chelsea. I just, for his sake, want to see him leave and, and hope that he can be decent for a team in the Prem for like five years, six years. It's it would be good to see him thrive, clearly yeah. got bags of ability, but he doesn't really get a chance to show it, whether through injury or just how strong Chelsea's fully fit midfield is. Yeah, which is incredible when they when Kante and Kovacic are in there. I mean, um, it's looking it's, like Anthony Gordon, isn't it? Sorry, Mike. That they're oh, going yeah, to be bringing in seventy million for Anthony Gordon. I, I mean, I'd love. I would have loved a soundbite from Will on that, but oh, I know, I know. God damn. <laughs> So, hudson Adoy, I was looking at this earlier, because I was thinking hudson Adoy cannot be that bad compared to Gordon. hudson Adoy for me, could still be a decent player, given the chance. He's played 150 minutes more than Anthony Gordon, and he's got 11 assists to, like, four and the same amount of goals. And hudson Adoy clearly... If you like Gordon isn't going to be doing any wing back duties. If you want a winger, surely Hudson Adoy is already a ready made guy to give a chance. He's still like twenty one. It's it's a, yeah, it is a really strange one. I mean, I prefer maybe, Hudson Adoy to Anthony Well, maybe there's stuff behind the scenes where he just doesn't train very well. But from an outsider's point of view, I don't really see why this isn't the perfect opportunity to see if Hudson Adoy is the player that everyone thought he could be. I mean, where is he? Is he injured or what? Because he's not playing, is he? He was on the bench for this game. He was oh, on was the bench. They yeah. just don't... Just don't Ziyech yet. has come on over him. Yeah. yeah. Ziyech is definitely going and Pulisic is on and they've been banding Shopping him around. around man, yeah. you. So, it's all very strange at Chelsea at the moment. I'd also like to see them not by Anthony Gordon and by a striker. Because as Ross said, that would really, really help them. Well, it, they are up to Aubameyang, but... Barca want 30 million. Have had him for three six months ago, then I want yeah. 30 million for him. Have a day off, Barca. All right. And you can't press, or he will be useless at those things, like Lukaku was not good at those things. A bit more mobile and everything, but I don't know Tuchel's got a good relationship for, with him, but I can't see that because he was useless in the Prem before we got rid of him. So I don't know. I can't see that being the one. Th- certainly not for. 30 million. Yeah, even the bit you think he's good at, which is putting the ball in the back of the net, he may not be that good at anymore. And he's um, got a woeful attitude. That's become, terrible. Become clear, that's, yeah. that's all or nothing uh, made clear. Yeah. I would like to see Reese James, James out of right centre back and back to win back, though, because. Because it was Loftus Cheek, was it? Yeah. Back? I don't know who was out there. He's the best he right back in the league. Just yeah. get him out there. He is fantastic out there, up and down. And Chelsea, particularly when they've got no midfield legs, they need someone like him up and yeah. down. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, but well done to Leeds. They've been a lot better than I expected. So, yeah. they go mar- marching on. Did, I did tell you that these like signs could fit in quite nicely. Yes, you did Oh, uh, What's that. happening? Dave's the one that's predicted this correctly. Hey, hold on. There's 35 games left. They could absolutely tank it from here on in. Plenty of time left. Um, yeah, it's time for me to be proven horribly wrong, as usual. <laughs> so far, I've had a horror three weeks. A horror <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> um, hey, who could have predicted the top four includes Leeds, Brighton, and the bottom four? 
had what Liverpool and United did it. So yeah, West Ham as well. Plum last. There I did. West Ham. What is going on? Speaking of what is going on, Newcastle were three one up against Man City in the Oil Money Derby at the weekend. Did you two miss this one as well? We did. Uh, yeah, and the score kept, we thought it was 3-1. Uh, well, we had 3-1, and that was the last we got for quite a while. So it was carnage when we realised it finished 3-3. <laughs> oh, I, just, um, I thought they would come back in the end. It's Although, one of them where you always feel like City are going to just come yeah. back, like they did last day last season to win the league. You just always fancy them. I mean, Newcastle really went at them. Um, it was a weird way to see someone play City because a lot of the time people just sort of sit behind it and try and hang in there for as long as they can. But Newcastle went full at it and really rattled them in a way I haven't seen for quite a long time. Um, Sam Maximan, really good. Because on, on his day, he's pretty unstoppable, really. He can be. He has his day yeah. once every two months. But yeah, maybe. But, I mean... He's definitely got some of the most flair in the Premier League, I he's would got say. He's about him, is insane if he's on his game. Callum Wilson. Um, Wilson's Wilson really solid, in fairness. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a perfectly good striker. For he's decent. And Almiron, obviously, getting his goal against uh, Grealish's team after what yeah. Grealish said at the end of last season is quite amusing. Amron's a funny guy to go after, isn't he? He seems like a pretty hard-working, genuine yeah. player. I didn't, I, I didn't see it, but because I didn't see otherwise, I like to think he ran over Shush and Grealish. I mean, <laughs> that happened the entire time. It was a really good game, though, this one, to be fair. Trippier's free kick. He's now scored three of his four Premier League free kicks for, uh, for Newcastle, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Wait, four that he's taken? Taken yeah. four, scored three. Yeah, direct free kicks. Wow, step aside, James Ward-Prowse. That is incredible. It was crazy, this free kick as well. He... It was so good. Yeah. Right in the corner of the net. Got, yeah, hit the side netting. Yeah, yeah. To where he took it from. Yeah, you're right, Ross. You don't often see teams do this to Man City. How high do we think Newcastle could finish this season? Um... I think I put them, I mean, you lot, I put them above West Ham. And I was getting some stick for that. I think I put them. Yeah, another date from me that looks pretty good. Seventh? I think I put them seventh. I, I put them above West Ham also. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... I had them eighth. Can they break the top six, though? Maybe. Oh, but the. I mean, Grimaris is he's a top quality. Their midfield well. strong. Now, weirdly, a midfield with Joel Linton in it is really, really strong. I mean, Mike's always knew it was but, a good no, I, don't know, I don't know why that's weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, they'll be in and around um, the, uh, yeah, the, the top six. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, I'm scrapping there with United for sixth. If the United can pull up that eye. Yeah, maybe Liverpool will be in around there as well. <laughs> West Ham, if they can get themselves off the bottom. It's, it's just... Yeah. I said it, I was saying <laughs> it the weekend. So just the most bizarre season so far. Crazy. Anyone could get a result against anyone. It has been wild. I mean, long may this continue, because if this carries on, it's going to be great. Absolute carnage. Um, which dressing room do you reckon was the happier coming off at full time? 
With the what the uh, Newcastle the three three. Yeah, uh, I mean Newcastle. I would say I, I think City might be a bit flat. Whenever they've not picked up three points, I reckon. And Newcastle. Well, Newcastle maybe haven't been three one up, but that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point against City. Whether you look at it, I think. Given Howe's previous record against City, which is horrible, isn't it? But I mean, I think, this I is think how they if he's gone, I can't remember what happened when he was with Bournemouth. But he's if he's gone to try and play against City with the team he had at Bournemouth, I mean, it's no wonder they're destroyed. Bubble. Yeah, it's just clearly this is a decent way to play if you've got the the players, right players. So, I mean, yeah, people have been talking about this Eddie Howe record against Man City. I'm like, what do you expect when he was manager at Bournemouth? Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Games. He wasn't supposed to win any games against Man City. Wasn't even supposed to get a point, let alone no, win the games. I don't it's, think he it's did. It's just weird. I've heard it on every podcast pretty much that I've listened to in the last week before the game. It's oh, just weird. It's like when Burnley were up for ages and, and Dice would always lose them 4 0. And people were like, oh, he's got a terrible record against City. I'm like, it's the one team that he literally doesn't yeah. count their a leaky defence. It's a throwaway game two times a season for them. 4 0 is like a standard result for them. Like, it's just yeah, and they don't care. It doesn't dishearten. Could have been worse. Expected to worse. get destroyed by the highest spending team in the league. Did you hear yeah. Yeah. Scott Parker, Bournemouth manager, say last week that the game against Man City was essentially a throwaway game that they were never going to win? I'm he Scott said Parker. That. He, he's just coming well, I'm out. I'm sure you are. I'll have to beat them at the weekend. But Oh, yeah, we hammered him, to be fair. He, he's just been coming out saying all sorts. Uh, I like it, to be fair. It's been really, well, honest sounding. Um, I mean, it, is, it was a throwaway. They had no chance of winning that game, did they? No, and they were with Dave's favourite starting eleven on, on week one. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe Adam Smith was still there. <laughs> it's a poor team. I, I was expecting Steve Cook is. to turn out, and then he's um, playing. Is it Forest? Is it Forest? Yeah, yeah. He's back in the pre- that is phenomenal. News. Yeah, he took them up. He was he helped take them up last year. He was actually really good for them. Oh, I was always a fan of Steve Cook. I'd love to see the Remex Cook link. Is, there, is Charlie be. Daniels still at Bournemouth as well? He can't be. He just can't. He scored an absolute banger against Man City. He did, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I four forever. It yeah. was probably one of the only goals scored by an Eddie Howe team against Man City. Yeah, it may well have been. Play. may well have been. If well, it was worth the wait. Let's go to Bournemouth then, because Ross's, Ross's Arsenal are top of the league after beating our Bournemouth 3 0. Ross, talk to me about it. Uh, yeah, this is probably our most dominant display that we've had. We really controlled it from start to finish. Um, yeah, Bournemouth just didn't really have a, a chance. They were sort of suffocated in a similar way that City City did. Um, I can't remember them having any real chances even in the game. Um, we've had the same start in 11 for the... Well, for three games in a row, which hasn't happened since the Invincible season. Um, 114 points is still on. Yeah, no, well, look, I'm not going to say anything silly um, while we're recording, at least. Um, uh, yeah, Jesus and Zinchenko look like they've been playing for Arsenal for about five years. They fit so perfectly. And, and Jesus, again, he's just he's just different gravy, isn't he? You see his touch and his control amazing. for the, uh, was it the first goal? Ben yeah. White just hoofs, or Odegaard maybe, hoofs just, I don't know what it was. I said, like, what is that when he's hoofed it up there? And he's just brought it down and killed it. Taken on two. 
I mean, that new centre half that Bournemouth signed, that Argentinian from Sanasi. Guy, he shrugged him off, and then they took him off at half time. It's a bit of a tough uh, debut for him. Oh, the Lissandro Martinez move. Yes, indeed. He'll be phenomenal next week. You watch. He was, yeah, like Lissandro was against, uh, yeah, against Liverpool. To be fair, um, who'd have thought you don't put the ball in the air to the five foot nine centre half, and he looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, people will say that we've won three because we haven't had much of a challenge, but. I mean, Palace are a decent side. That was a decent, decent win. But um, I think it'd be interesting when we go to United in a couple of weeks, seeing what happens there. I mean, it depends which United turn up, I suppose. But um, You just never know what team you're going to be playing. Is it at Old Trafford? I don't know. I hope not. Because that seems to... I mean, they lost against Brighton, didn't they, at Old Trafford? But um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how we're playing, to be fair. Again, I'm not going to say anything too reckless on the recording. I said it all before we started. So um, You have yeah. fun in the next game, Ross, so let's hope that it continues. Look, I, I know that Arsenal always have to get your hopes up before they completely destroy them. So the game against say, seems the one that we could lose. I had this one as a bit of a banana skin for Arsenal. And the, oh, and the yeah. one also yeah. sounds like one, but they got yeah. through obviously Bournemouth. It does seem I, like I, different. I don't know. It seems a bit. That's a bit different kind of energy this season. I do think Zinchenko and Jesus changed the mentality a lot of that. I yeah. think they make a massive difference, Dave. One thing that made me laugh about this was Nato from Barcelona finally escapes. Decent La Liga keeper used to being benched by Stegen, got benched by Mark Travers. <laughs> What's the point? Surely Neto is in training, even if he was only there for like a day before. Surely he is literally like it <laughs> Mark Travers. I refuse to believe Mark Travers could be even close to being on the same level as Neto played for Brazil, Barcelona and like Valencia. It just can't be a thing. In no, fairness, there was a spell where, wasn't there a spell where Julio Cesar was the Brazil keeper and he was still playing at QPR? Was that a thing that happened? Yeah, badly. With, with Clint Hill <laughs> and uh, Nader Manua, yeah. <laughs> Nader Manua, what a player. Uh, um, yeah, Bournemouth are not good, are they? Keeper Moore looked okay for what he was given in this game. I thought he held it up pretty well and did about as good as you could have hoped from him. And he's looked all right. In the other games too. Um, I know Solanke's injured, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if he was playing like in behind or or what. But um, did he try and play Tavernier in behind? That would seem. Yeah, like... he was. He was up there. Yeah. Um, Doubt he was offering much in the Premier League, especially against Arsenal. But he was. Who scored? Who scored? Have Billing playing up top alongside Kiefer Moore, which is. He was playing, yeah, probably as like a 10. He was. I do not remember him forward. being that far forward when he was last. Yeah. yeah, I remember. But he was he was at Bournemouth, wasn't he, when they were there before? The yeah, game. I thought he was like a. Just like a midfielder. Yeah, that's what I had in doubt as to. But, uh, so I was just looking at this lineup like, what in the world is he doing up there? Yeah. I thought um, the same, to be fair, yeah, when the game was on. Nice for Saliba to get a goal as well. What a finish, too. He's, he's had an interesting first couple of games, to say the least. But, yeah, nice yeah, finish. He's, uh, good he's looked really good. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens against Manu with him as well. Because, again, I don't think he is the quickest. Yeah. And if uh, 
Rashford, um, Rashford and Sancho could give him some problems. Maybe it'd be interesting. But uh, again, depends which two of them turn up. Yeah, that was his first, second career goal, by the way. Left-footed volley from uh, edge of the box, weaker foot. You'd take those, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd take those. Finish. Uh, so yeah, Arsenal top. Um, City second, Spurs third. Yeah, Leeds rounds out the top four. Uh, I wanted to talk about Fulham-Brentford just because what a game that was. And we probably don't get to talk about these two sides that often. Brentford got a bit of love last uh, last week, of course. But we've got um, Fulham 3-2 winners after a 90th minute winner from Mitrovic. Fulham look a lot better than I thought they would. Ross, I don't know what you make of them. No, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Um, yes, much better than I thought. And yeah, I wasn't sure about Mitrovic. Um, he was pretty poor last time. Last time they were in the league. Um, uh, how did um, they two up in this one? And Brentford came back. And then they won it 3-2. Uh, let me just check. Yeah. Yes, they went 2-0 up in 20 minutes. And then Norgard scored just before half-time. Tony got his goal at the second attempt after one of them was uh, given offside. And then Mitro in the 90th minute to win it. That's a big win against Brentford too, to be fair. Really good result. Particularly Brentford coming off the high of beating United 4-0 last weekend. And coming back from 2-0 down. It's good to pick yourself up again. Um, you know who's getting a lot of plaudits, Mike, for Fulham after this weekend? Andreas it's, Pereira, it's Andreas Pereira. Well, I mean that it was always meant to be, wasn't it? After, <laughs> after I wrote him off, I haven't. Um, I didn't see the game, but uh, I've, I've seen it on Match of the Day, and he did look decent. I'll be honest. And that uh, Paul Hinia as well, supposed to be looking really good. So. He was excellent against Liverpool. He was so good at breaking up play, recovering the ball. Absolutely everything you'd want him, someone in that position to be doing, to be was, fair. Is he like a holding player? Is he? I don't know, Tim. Yeah, he's a holding midfielder. I like it. I mean, the first thing you need is a good holding midfielder, isn't it? It seems like they're doing things the right way. If one of the first things they're doing is going out and buying a quality one of those. Seems like yeah. a smart thing to do and definitely a change, of course, from what they were trying to do last time they were up. I mean, they've still got uh, Ream, haven't they? So They'll still go and lose 7-0 at City. but They're one up down to Crawley Town, by the way, right now. Yeah, but I bet if he's got any good ideas, that's going to be a weak team. The EFL Cup, man. Mate, Villa have put up full string and went 1-0 down to Bolton, but it's 1-1. Oh, now. they... they... They suck, mate. Villa. Villa suck, indeed. Gerard is finished already, I reckon. Get him going. Yeah, in fairness to Fulham, they've put out a pretty weak team there. There's like five academy players in the starting eleven. I just for the narrative, I'm looking for a Lampard Gerard double firing. I mean, I'm backing Lampard more than Gerard. Everton have looked way better than Villa, and they're they're just missing a, a striker, to be honest. Everton. And Villa have got two. Yeah, maybe Villa, maybe Gerard could help Lampard out, and then get sacked. I mean, Villa spent loads of money on older. I I don't know what what the strategy is there. It seems a bit full of what they've been doing, just throwing money around. 
and Carlos has got a major injury now. Yeah, he ruptured his Achilles, didn't he? Yeah. That's at least like six months out, probably. Yeah. If there's any Fulham fans listening, can someone explain to me why Tete is starting right back instead of Mbabu? Please just tell me. He got the assist, didn't he? Tete's actually quite good in fairness. I'm not buying it. He's pretty solid. Kevin and Babu. Was he their right back when they were in the league before? Yeah, but he's he's generally not bad. He's pretty... And Babu's just quicker. I, I mean, I don't know how good and Babu... It's weird to go after and Babu if they already had a decent... Ball. But if he's only 7 million, you know, it's not... Where were Man U in these sweepstakes? I've got to get... I mean, like, loads Dallas of teams could have done with him. Yeah. Like, Soufal is... He looks finished already. Well, West, we might have West to do Dam, a yeah. West Ham deep. If this continues at West Ham, we might have to deep dive there at some point. Will's going to love the Emerson Palmieri signing for them. I think the reason Will's not on the episode is that Emerson Palmieri is in his car on his way to West Ham. <laughs> Will's driving him there, that's right. He, Will is driving <laughs> him there. I think that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, Brentford are going to be fine. I think they're going to have a pretty good season, obviously. Definitely. Ivan Tony is an absolute star. Norgard is a fucking good player. They're just too too smart to be bad, I think. Rico they Henry- do too many things right to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really well run. They're, they're going to be fine. Um, Damsgaard, haven't they? They haven't really incorporated yet. He's probably going to be yeah. the sort of Ericsson replacement, you'd think, long term. Which is crazy. Yeah. Keen Lewis Potter will probably show how good he is. At some point I don't know well. if there's any legs to it, but supposedly... Ben Rama could be going back to Brentford from West Ham. It's never seemed to fit at West Ham. It's a weird no. one. They said about him leaving, but he started and played. I know. I know. Like, and then he I it was this weekend he or the is. one before when they lost to Forest. Yeah, he started this weekend like, as well. How can he be playing 90 minutes if he's going to be going to be leaving? What's going on there? They're after a couple of players, aren't they? I can't remember who they were now, other than Emerson. I mean, that one is... Is he that level, Emerson? He can't be too. He's bad. probably going to be okay. For I think he'll West, probably be alright. Yeah, I mean he's played a lot for Italy. I'm him to drop five out of tens every week until they just suck him off. I mean he's not going to be starting over Cresswell, surely. Yeah, good point. I forget that. It's Matsuwaki. I mean, I I haven't really seen much of Cresswell, but last season towards the back end, West Ham fans was saying he was the problem position and that he was the ultimate weakness in the Europa League. A few West Ham fans have felt they knew left-back for a while, is my understanding. Yeah, I just listened to a pod and they had a guard who was... Uh, I don't know if it was the Guardian one and the guard who was a West Ham fan. Or the Totally Football show, the Athletic one, maybe. And uh, he reckons that both Cresswell and Sufa need replacing. So, mm. And Suchek as well. He sort of had one good season, didn't he, Suchek? And then he was a bit nowhere last year. And... We kind of all just thought he was really good. And then yeah. last year, it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of funny. I think we'll they're in that squad. But yeah, we'll do that. Um... We'll definitely deep dive in, into West Ham, particularly if this continues, Dave. We do have a start of the week, if you want to. Oh, yes. <laughs> the return. West, West Ham go to Villa. So that, that'll that be a good one to check in on both teams, I reckon. That's one of the worst teams in Europe in Claret and Blue. <laughs> yes, you're not wrong there. 
Um, but in the meantime, it's time for Dave's stat of the week. Cheers for that intro, Will. Uh, <laughs> keep on brand. Um, so Brighton's entire senior squad cost £99.8 million. The combined sales of Cucurella and Ben White alone is £112 million. That is crazy. That they're obviously Basuma money, whatever else money they've got, that is crazy to how well run they are, in my opinion. And they've still got a team and that you so, feel like if they're on their game, they're just gonna win games. They're and they're so win. they're a very competitive team. Like they can take mo go toe to toe with most teams. And I would say they spent ninety nine million on that team. That team in terms of transfer values has to be worth far more than that. I think Danny Welbert's gotta be worth fifty. No, that's true, Ross. That is an obscene stat. They've already well, been mean, West Ham away and Man U away this yeah. season. Yeah. After yeah. I said, after I put some money on them being like, relegated, are they going to be at the hub for six for two? Ash? They actually might be. If they can, I, I honestly, if think they can put the ball in the net enough. They will be there. And Mike was terrified about that squad. <laughs> honestly, every time I open my uh, my betting account and see that bet, I'm like, wow. That was uh, awesome. look at you. Absolutely. I could cash yeah, out my Leicester one for a profit, though. Again, reminder, we're only three games into the season, lads. And I think true, it but it's no fun if you don't start making. No, that's true. We may as well start making sweeping judgments now. Well, I've got it's not a sweeping judgment to say that Brighton are, are really good. They're just really I made good. a we sweeping that already. on the one to twenty that they were going to be awful, and they are not awful. Like they're letting Mopai go. They're not even going to replace him. They're like. Just don't even need to. Just... Would you bother replacing him? The guy's, the guy's stupid. <laughs> well, they don't want to go over the 100 mil mark. That would be... True. Win the league with this 99 mil team. That would be crazy. Imagine that. Uh, Danny Welbeck needs another team to title glory. <laughs> Couldn't you imagine? Uh, I think that's enough of that. <laughs> Welbeck could fire them to an FA Cup, to be fair, Ross. Like, um... Welbeck's still good. I, I'll, I'll back it. It works for Brighton, sorry, at least. They're just genius. signed a new deal, by the way. Some some news for you. New two year yeah, deal at Brighton. That's great. We like that here. Huge. Get yourself Still He's only thirty one. He has well, that, literally been around forever. That might be a better stat of the week because that is obscene that he's still thirty one. He started for Man U at like nineteen. They won the league when he was playing up front. Like, I mean. He did make his Premier League debut when he was like 18 or 17, in fairness. That makes you feel old that he could have that whole career that I've, I remember the whole thing of. No, we oh, finished I... second the year Leicester won it too. I mean, he could have had another Premier he, League. He first played for Man U in the Prem when we were in year eight at school. Okay, and he scored that's... that season as well. <laughs> All right, let's get on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Dave, if the people want to follow you to find out how Blues are getting on in the EFL Cup, I don't. they may already be out. It's very hard to say, but where can they do that? Uh, it's at Mike B. Wilhelm. And Ross, to follow along with the road to 114 points, where can they do that, Ross? Uh, at Ross underscore Bird 14 on Twitter. Excellent. And you can follow me at Mikey Breslin on Twitter. Uh, but please don't. Please instead follow us where we don't actually tweet. 
uh, <laughs> at in the round pod on all the socials, including LinkedIn. Of course, we are on there. So if you need any of your skills boosting, any ratings, just drop us a message. I'm sure we can help you out there. Um, we'll be back after the Claret Derby next weekend. Hopefully, Will will join us for that one. He'll be getting. He'll be getting. <laughs> Dave will be calling him Mike next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and until Dave calls Will Mike, sayonara. <laughs>